Hey, companions. We have a very special episode for you today, something that has been in the works for almost four months now. It's been long and grueling, but I think it has been absolutely worth it. I'm so very proud of this episode. First off, this episode is all thanks to Diana Deli, who has become a huge fan of Four Orbs. She wrote the script for this audio drama style episode, found some actors, and booked some time in a recording studio. She has been a huge supporter of the podcast and a truly great friend as I've gotten to know her. If you'd like to check her content out, she is the dungeon master of a fantastic podcast called Multiclass Theater. You should definitely go check it out. As far as my part in this episode, I did all the music, sound effects, and editing to make it all flow. I hope I was able to enhance the episode as much as it deserved from the great writing and acting put into it. There are six complete songs added to the episode, and four of them are ready to go straight to YouTube. You will see the music released on my Decol Music YouTube page little by little over the coming days and weeks. So be sure to subscribe to the channel to give them a listen. And because I don't want to interrupt this episode once it gets started, I wanted to throw in some more Four Orbs info here. My hope was to release the next episode next week, but with the global pandemic, some home remodeling, and another project I am working on, it might be delayed another week or two, mostly because of this other project. HBO's Westworld teamed up with Spitfire Audio for a competition, and I am scoring my first piece of music to film. I am making music for a scene from Westworld Season 3, and it is due June 3rd. I really want to take part in this competition, so I'm going to be focused on that until its completion. You will also be able to check that out on the Decol Music YouTube page when it is done. But that's all I really have to say right now, so let's get into the episode. I am so excited to present to you The Fall of Laurent. We have covered the first three precepts. Today, we will be discussing the fourth, devotion. The precept states that we honor devotion with praise. Who can tell me what this means? It is our duty to devote ourselves to Radhana above all else. In this selfless devotion, Radhana is praised and we experience glory in its reflection. Instructor Artem, why is devotion to Rodana more important than devotion to friends or family? Surely Rodana's strength is in her people. Does anyone know the answer to the cadet's question? No one. Very well. Do you know the tale of Ferex and Soleil? Hmm. I'm not surprised. Sit, Leviculus, and mark my words.
It was the third year of the fourth age. Long had the prison on Moron stood as a pillar of Rodanian strength. Our enemies trembled in fear at the thought of imprisonment there. To serve on Laron was a high honor indeed. Ferex had served in honor since before the darkness covered Mithron. He was young, handsome, highly decorated, and greatly admired amongst the guard. His tenacity, intelligence, and savvy brought quick promotion, and soon he found himself promoted to overseer. We join him in the second month of that year. The Tenebris fleet, the shining jewel of the Rodanian navy, had decimated a pirate convoy out of the Fey Isles. The worst of them were brought to Laron to be broken or die beneath the great wheel. He sits now with his men, watching the intake of prisoners. A particularly proud woman catches his eye. She is beaten and bloody, but she will not relent. Her spirit is too strong. Touch me again and your eye is mine. The gods laugh as she struggles. She leaps to her feet. Instantly, she's at the god's face. There is a pop as she claws out his eye. The laughter dies. Restrain her. Yes, restrain me. Beat me, but you will not break me. I will never be your slave. When you are bound, the head is often as good as the fist. Ferex, having quite enough, steps forward, grabs her by the face, and squeezes it hard. Try that again and I will sever your hand. You may think yourself queen of scum, but you'll soon learn some respect. You think yourself hard? You will soon know what hard is. Take her away. It broke my nose. Well, she did, didn't she? <laughs> Maybe she should have your job. I'll fucking learn her. Go get that looked at. Laron will see to her. She's broken harder than the likes of that sea witch. Soleil struggled in the harsh barons of Laurent. Her pride did her no favors. Where other prisoners oft banded together, she rebelled. Was she born in Rodana? Her ferocity would have been nurtured. Alas, Christoph deemed her unworthy. Soleil quarreled with guard and prisoner alike. Until one day, they had enough. Stay down! A crowd gathers around a woman who lay cowering on the ground. She grunts as they punch and kick her, but she does not cry out. I'll kick you. A kick catches her in the stomach. Shut up! A patrol of guards stumbles upon the scene. Vedix amongst them. Enough. This doesn't concern you, Rodanian. Vedix punches her in the jaw. Ah. Everything on this island concerns me. Soleil moans softly on the ground. Pity moves Ferex's heart. Are you all right? I live. If I could offer you some advice, you can't fight everyone all of the time. <laughs> can't I? <laughs> You're certainly welcome to try. Perhaps that was the moment that sealed his fate. That small act of kindness opened a fissure in his resolve.
Over the coming months, he would find himself often in Soleil's company. Long were the hours they spent together deep in conversation. At least you have a home. Mine is covered in darkness. I didn't know you were from Mithron. Saravale. I lost many comrades when the darkness fell. I lost everyone. We escaped. Barely. And so you decided to try your luck at pirating? It's not as if I had a choice. Life was tough in the refugee camps at Andren. In fact, it wasn't that much different from here. You jest. The food is better here. <sighs> Seriously, the camps were ruled by the strongest and fiercest. You did what you had to do to survive, so yeah, I became a pirate. Choice was never a luxury I could afford. Overseer. Don't call me that. You speak as if I had freedom to choose. As children, we were forced into trials. The worthy were trained, the unworthy enslaved. From the day of my birth, I have done what Rodana has asked of me, without question. Sounds like a pretty shitty life. It's all I know. Don't you ever yearn for more? Like what? When I was seven, my mother gave me a mechanical bird. It was not a construct or anything you know, quite so fancy, just a simple wind-up toy. <sighs> but to me, it, it was my world. I spent hours in my room, winding and, and watching it flutter. Sarah Vale was home to some of the most extraordinary magical minds in Asus. Every day brought a new spectacular just beyond my window, and, and yet I sat content with my bird and life in those four walls. I played with that bird until one day it escaped out of my window and shattered onto the street below. What are you trying to say, Soleil? I don't speak in metaphor. I'm saying, you big, dumb ox, that there is a whole world out there stay behind your walls because it's familiar. You never know what you might be missing. Pirate had begun to worm her way into the heart of Ferex. They say familiarity breeds contempt. It also brings opportunity. Soleil recognized this, and like a wise tactician, made her move. One evening, Ferex found her standing on the precipice of a cliff. She bore an expression of sadness and longing as she looked out across the sea and watch the sun dip slowly beneath the horizon. There you are. I've been looking I can't do this anymore. What? What can't you do anymore? 
this place? You're strong. I, I know you've faced worse. I can't imagine a place such as this breaking- Stop. Just stop talking. Do you know how difficult this is? What? You! This! Whatever this is! This what? By the dark, you are dense. Us! This thing between us. Do you know how difficult it is to live so close to happiness and yet be bound by the chains of this prison? But we're here, together. Surely that counts for something. Come, come back from the edge. We can talk about this together. Vedic steps forward, but Soleil does not notice. She's lost to thought. I think often on the bird. What bird? I blame myself, you know, for leaving the window open. I thought, had I only closed it, had I never opened it, had I been more careful. I finally realized something. I had to journey to the ends of Asus, but I know now. The bird yearned to be free. And though it was brief, those few seconds were the happiest of her life. Slay, please, I beg you. I will think of you as I fly. She closes her eyes and leans forward towards oblivion. A bold gambit, to be sure. But Fedex was quick. No. He grabbed her, pulling her back from the edge and cradling her in his arms. I, I won't let you give in. This may be a cage, but it is our cage. I am its prisoner as much as you. Whether you fly or fall, I remain, and I carry the burden of your final moments. That is not something I will do. I... I don't have an answer, Soleil, but we'll figure out one together. That is my promise to you. At last we find ourselves in the closing act of this story. Months passed following that moment on the cliffs. Ferex rarely saw Soleil, and when he did, she avoided him. He wondered what he had done wrong. The answer, dear cadets, was everything, as he would soon discover. He was off duty, splitting logs to vent his frustration, when at last she came to him. Ferex! Ferex! I found it! Soleil, I thought you'd... Wait, you're beaming. What happened? Something wonderful. It's a long story, uh, the details of which are not important, <laughs> but I figured it out. What? Our future. You're not making sense. Listen, I've been talking about our problem. What? Do you know how dangerous... Shut up and stop worrying. I didn't mention your name. What do we need to escape this place? Hmm? A ship? A small crew to sail it? Yes, but... Let me finish. I've identified the crew I need. i found the ship. If we time it right, we can steal it and be far away from this place before anybody notices it. And then what? 
sail across the Narrows to Samar. In those mountains, we can finally be free. It's just that easy, huh? This is what I do, Ferex. These are my friends, Slay. I will not murder them. That's the best part. You won't have to. I have it all figured out. Did I ever tell you about Felix? When I was a boy, we owned a dog. His name was Felix. He was my best friend. Rodanians are not given to wasted emotion. He was a war dog, my father's weapon, so to speak. But to me, he was a gentle giant. He played ball, he slept with me on my pallet, and I loved him with all my heart. War is eternal in Rodana. It is our purpose. The phalanx was leaving, my father and Felix amongst them. I, I begged them not to go. I pleaded, I wailed. My mother scolded me, told me I brought dishonor to my family. I was five. Rodana was victorious, but they never returned. My father and Felix, they earned glory and renown, their names forever carved in the great column. We were rewarded with a larger house, and I was accepted into the elite academy. But I never forgave them, and I was never close to anyone else until... I'm not a dog. I, I, did, I didn't mean to. She leans down to him and takes his chin in her hands. She smiles. She kisses him. This is the first time they've kissed. I understand. We can leave it all behind. The fighting, the pillaging. We can be free. I promise you. I... No, just listen. We will be together. We will be free. And I will be with you until the end. And so they were. thought all went well. He was on his way to the rendezvous when the sounds of battle erupted in the common square. He rushed, worried about his love, and found God and prisoner engaged in bloody battle. What? What is... What was supposed to be a secret escape had become a revolution. Around him, his brothers and sisters are cut down by pirates and scum alike. At last he sees her across the square, grappling with the warden himself. Soleil! Ferex! The warden throws her to the ground, unsheaths his sword. Ferex doesn't hesitate. He sprints across the yard and drives his sword through the warden's back. The warden gurgles in surprise. Ferex looks down at his love, relieved she is alive and unhurt. This day has not gone as expected, but she is safe, and that is all that matters. He reaches down to help her up. They embrace and share a deep kiss. Their eyes meet. Soleil, what, what is happening? This, this wasn't part of the plan. This is the plan. 
FedEx barely has time to register her words before the dagger pierces his abdomen and his heart. He slumps forward into her arms. Bewildered, he whispers. But I, I love you. I do love you. But I love my people more. Ron, long one of the pillars of Rodanian strength, fell in a single day. There were no survivors. We all must set aside our personal feelings, our needs and desires for the glory of Rodana. As Ferex all too powerfully shows us, selfishness and personal desire will lead to ruin. And thus devotion is our final precept. When you are ready, class. War is the way. In battle our heroes are forged. Through their glory we win renown. And honor devotion with praise. Hail Rodana. Hail Rodana. Hello, I'm Diana. I'm Mike. I'm Amanda. And I'm Adam. Together, we are Multiclass Theater, a brand new actual play podcast. We tell collaborative stories in an original setting with colorful characters using Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Don't forget about our strange voices. Oh, well said, Groover. Ugh, Rotan, don't encourage him. I think you're all nuts. Multiclass Theater is available wherever you download your podcasts. I think that went pretty well. Yeah, we're done here. Let's go. So do we get paid now? You are all amazing. Now get out of my office.